Hey guys, Johnny Casino here. And if you know who I am, you know I love making podcasts. But what makes that possible? Dayspace Podcast Network. This is a network that allows a number of different podcasters to put their shows in your ears on a weekly basis. Now, we are trying to grow the network and we need your help, listener. The first thing you can do is go on iTunes and rate whatever shows it is you listen to and give them that five-star rating, a short little write-up. It'll take you two minutes and it'll put our shows in more people's ears and bring more attention to the network itself. The second thing you can do is go to patreon.com slash dayspace and donate $1 a month. Now, $1 a month is like giving up, I don't know, a cup of coffee every four or five months. But what it'll do for us is allow us to keep the network going. It'll allow us to upgrade some equipment to make the quality of the shows better and potentially allow us to make more stuff that we can bring to you. So $1 a month at Patreon, five-star rating on iTunes. Help us out so we can keep bringing you the best podcast possible. Shelves are full, and what's on them often forgotten. Sad games and some other media silently cry out to be played again. Given the attention that they deserve, this is why John and Dave get together each week. They force each other to take one of these sad games off the shelf, dust it off, and give it some love. Their discussions of games and other game-related topics will surely go off the deep end. But they always pay homage to those that are shelved and forgotten. This is Shelved and Forgotten, Episode 17, your show for everything in your backlog. My name, of course... It's David Moore. Joining me is my main man, my man on the internet, Johnny underscore Casino. There's no underscore. It's you. I mean, not when when people talk to me, they do not say the underscore part. It's just kind of implied. (laughs) Right. I mean, on my birth certificate, the underscore's there. (laughs) (laughs) But we leave. We leave that as a blank. I'm so glad to be doing this show, John. This it is. You know what it is. You know what time it is, Dave. Podcast time. It's podcast. Well, it's podcast therapy time, and not that we are giving therapy, but that this is our therapy. <laughs> I think we discussed this after the show last week. Yeah. I, um, I I think for us us as podcasters, and I bet this applies for a lot of podcasters, because because this is something that most people just do because they want to, right? It's not it's not a career, it's not a job for most people. Uh so I think like for those of us who do this, like it's something that we want to do because it's what we like to do. And in that way, it's therapeutic for every single podcaster you listen to out there. I would I would assume so. Yeah, I hope so. If not, why are you doing it? Yeah, that, I mean that's really the question, right? Like if it if it doesn't bring you joy, then I don't know why why you're podcasting. So on this topic, um, <laughs> I think it was like Saturday, I got a, a message from Spencer Stapleton uh-huh. from the Fortress of Nerditude podcast. Uh, and he messaged me and he and I were kind of talking back and forth and we we're talking about listenership, numbers, um, and, and stuff like that. And what I really got into with him, you know, what, what I, I wanted to impress in, is that, you know, 
Yeah, most of us will look at numbers. Like I still kind of want to see the numbers and stuff like that. I look probably more than I should. But the reality is, is like every week I look forward to sitting here, having these conversations, you know, right. um, laughing I, as my wife will tell me, she'll hear me laughing whenever I do it like a night show or something like that. She'll hear me laughing from, you know, because the bedroom's like right underneath the studio. Right. And, and you know, it, it, that's that's what makes it so great. Like, I mean, if we if we had zero listeners... It would probably be disheartening, and I don't know if I could make it continue. But having at least a couple, right? Right. Um, I mean, that's all it really takes. Like, as long as you know a couple people are listening, and hopefully more than that, obviously. But, but that makes it like, okay, I'm having fun. I'm having fun for someone else to listen to. So yeah, I, a good time. I probably look at the numbers maybe once a month at this point. And I've been doing I've been doing this for a long time, and I did I did shows where I. I pretty much was a hundred percent sure nobody was listening at all. <laughs> so it's never something that bothers me. It's it's something that I I like to do this. So this is why yeah. I'm here. Oh, John, this is this is going to be a weird week. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna warn our listeners here. Um, normally, normally I have a like a like a system for when I get to fit fit my game in and and how this all lines up and everything and this let's just say my plans to play the game and do what i wanted to do for this topic uh fell apart in the the final moments of that plan <laughs> okay now let me ask you you sent me a text uh-huh at some point. we were we were messaging back and forth oh that was loud and you made a comment about something about hoping you had six hours and something you were super excited about now, was this before or after the plans changed? This is before the plans changed. And so you, so, you were super excited. So the, had this plan set out and then it all got wrecked. Yeah, it basically. Of that, seven, okay. of that seven hours, I got six and a half of it. <laughs> what do you mean? So last week we had our, our wonderful friend Sean Capri on the show. And you guys yes. both brought up something that has, has constantly, I guess we're going into my topic here sure um guys the show has no order we can pick it in whatever order we want uh so you guys talked about something that that has come up like on countless shows i listen to on on a million conversations across the internet and i'm like all right i give in i'm just gonna do this i wanted to finish the console wars the book did did you want did, when did wait hold on a second had you started <laughs> I never read it. I've never. I didn't own it. Um, oh, oh, oh! Were you? Oh, you were getting an audiobook then? Yeah, because I'm. I like audiobooks. I, I can. I like reading, but I, I know that for me, I want to listen to it. Okay. And, and the six and a half hours long. It's like twenty hours long. When I talked oh. to you, I was almost done. <laughs> Oh really? I've only okay, got it. So you're I, probably further ahead than I am. Like I've only read maybe 20 minutes since the last time we spoke. Okay, I've um, got. I mean, I can tell you, I've got right now. All right, I lied. I've got an hour and eight minutes left. Okay. Yeah. No, I I am way far behind where you are right now. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping I can force myself at work this week to read some. I'm gonna finish it today. The night shift. Hundred so hundred hundred percent. I finish it today. Um, I'm 
just so you have a clarification of where I am, I'm I'm slightly into the legal. I'm a little bit past the middle of the legal battles over like what will become the ESRB. Okay, After, I know was, a little of that story, but I'm nowhere near that. So I have, no <laughs> where, I have no idea where that is in the book. Like I'm I'm at the point now where. Spoiler like, alert, everybody! This is history, so it's not really spoilers. Yeah, well, I'm I'm at the time when like Sonic and Tails, I think, is about to come out. Oh, I'm way past like, Sonic Sega, and Tails. Sega is doing their uh, doing their big weekend where they bring up retailers to try to get retailers to more publicly. Sell oh, the Sonic the books. So I'm only like halfway so, through. So you're at Sonic Tuesday? No, no, I'm past that conversation, but not a lot. Okay. All right, you're at the at the point of that conversation. Oh, I can't wait to get to hear about what how that fell apart. Kind of. Um, spoiler alert. Thank yeah, you. it's 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 not exactly a spoiler. If, if you're, um, if you followed it, okay. So let me let me talk about this book here for a minute. And you kind of brought it up last week, but the most fascinating thing in this book to me is like the actual influence that Sega and Nintendo had on the rest of the world. Oh yeah. It's insane. Like, like so much stuff came from that. Yeah. No, the, 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 did you get to the return policy? Yeah. Where they, where they could only return it within 90 days. Yeah. Like because that, yeah, that, that whole thing with people buying an NES in 1985 and trying to return it in 1991 for a super <laughs> NES. And the fact that stores were like, okay, sure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely nuts. Uh, the fact that, like, the fact that that Sega America like had to like argue to get into stores, like, yeah, well, like, like they were they Nintendo were had, this, had a strong grasp on things, right? Like they had such a like a love for Nintendo and Nintendo selling, and after like the like basically the Atari pushed out so much crap. That like video games themselves were like a dying genre. Basically, is like because because they had no regulations of what came out for the Atari, right? People were buying junk, and then they would stop buying anything because they weren't getting anything good. Oh yeah, I, I mean that amount of insanity, and that's what the Nintendo seal of approval means, and and how hard it is to get like Nintendo at this time to like license your game, like blows my mind how much has happened like since then right oh yeah and and how sega and nintendo were both in talks with sony about creating disk space systems well that whole and, you know, i'd heard a lot about this recently and i don't remember why it all came out recently but i heard because, people talking about about sony and nintendo and how nintendo kind of screwed sony or whatever but reading it in the book when he's like the Sony guy sitting there waiting for the guy to make the announcement that he's teaming up with Sony and and instead doesn't even tell the guy and just says Phillips? Yeah. Oh my god. Like <laughs> I cannot imagine the anger Sony rep at that moment. Especially the fact like, that the reason that you're at that event is because they're announcing a partnership with Sony. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh my I mean, it's one of those things in, in this whole book. Everything I've read so far kind of paints Nintendo as the bad guy a bit. Not yes. not not completely, but but in certain things. It also it also explains a lot of it. Like it kind of justifies why they're doing what they do, but it right. still kind of paints him as the bad guy and, and Sega's the underdog. But but as the book gets later on, 
does it go more into what Nintendo's doing? Because so much of the book is just this is a little bit of what Nintendo has done, but it's what Sega is doing. It's it, it's almost like the book is told from Sega's point of view and not Nintendo's. Yeah, it is. It's all the way through. It's Sega, at least. So th- there's like these it's disappointing because I want to know. Not, not because I want to hear the other side of the story and the fight, but I want to know more about the history of Nintendo and how certain things came to be. I'm you know? with you. So when when I got through this book, and as, as time, like as events were passing, and we're talking about Genesis versus this, I'm like, okay, so at some point, like in this book, we're gonna flip to the other side, and you're gonna start telling me about Nintendo, and like there's an occasional chapter here or there where we'll talk about what's going on at Nintendo. But they never do what I was expecting, which is the complete flip-flop to tell me the – they basically tell me the story again, but tell me it from the other side. And that, yeah. is, some, that is something that's disappointing me now. now. At the same time, it's what makes for a good book is it's, it's the underdog story, right? We're talking about Sega and their constant battle to try to not, not only, like, compete with Nintendo, but also, like, argue with Sega of Japan. Here's my only issue with that, like saying that that's what makes it a good story, is that, one, we all know what happened to Sega and where Sega is now. Yeah. Right? So it's not like, here's an underdog story, ooh, what's going to happen? Yeah, Two, no, I get it. Growing up Nintendo, you're kind of a, I don't want to say anti-Sega, I would play Sega at my buddy's house, but I've always just been this, like, Sonic, like I've never, to this day, I mean, Sonic's just a bad game, right? <laughs> um, Sonic is like NASCAR. <laughs> Run fast, do a flip. Drive fast, turn left. Oh my god. Right? I mean, they're the same thing. Like there, Sonic Sonic is the NASCAR of video games. There are Sonic not to take in consideration not to take in consideration NASCAR video games. But Sonic is the, <laughs> is the NASCAR of video games. There like, are there are Sonic games that I like. There's this argument that keeps going around the internet that that Sonic has never had a good game ever, and I would disagree with that statement. I'd say the first three original Sonic games, the 2D games, are great. I would no, but they are. But but Dave, Dave is wrong. Dave, anyone can run really fast and go around a loop. No, John, play, play, the, the play the game. Actually, play the game. I tried. You know what happened? I turned it off. <laughs> I watched my son play it some, and I tried to pick up the controller. Because I had it. When I bought my GameCube, the guy that sold it to us, it came with the four games, and one of them was like that giant Sonic collection. Right. And so my son will play it some, and I try to play it some, and I'm just like, this is worthless. You know what's better? You know, you know what the best thing to come out of Sonic was, and th- by best thing, I don't mean it's good. I just mean the best thing to come out of Sonic, to my knowledge. Yeah. Have you seen the Sonic TV show? There's actually funny parts to that show. That's yes. way better than the game. <laughs> All right. You know what? Okay, so here's the weirdest thing about this book for me too, John. I'm just gonna let this go. I'm, <laughs> okay. I've I've made my point. I think Sonic 2D 2D Sonic is good, and I think there's there's gems to be had within the 3D games. I'm not saying that they're all good. I'm saying that they have very good highlights and moments. And there's plenty of other games that have terrible games that are as equally okay. as bad. Um, there's not a shovel big enough to dig yourself out of that hole. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> So there's this weird 
And if, if you listen to me on on We the Gamer Cast on the on the episode that that I was on, the first system I ever had in my house that I can remember is a Sega Genesis. Okay, now let's clarify this. I was born in 1992. So the explanation for why I had a Sega Genesis is still kind of a mystery to me. And the only games I remember are Barney and Sonic, which is in the box. Hmm. So is Barney the better game? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but the... the, the, the the thing is, is like I can't even in this timeline of this story, I can't even figure out. Like, all right, so where is the the point where my parents decided, hey, let's grab a Sega Genesis. It'll be fun. Like, I can't figure out that that piece. Have you asked them? Yeah, I've asked them. They don't remember. They claim to not remember. I'm maybe like, they got really stoned one night. I mean, maybe because because obviously. Like, like the entire marketing campaign around the Sega was for like older kids, like every yes. everything that circ- circulated around the Sega. Like, we got a PlayStation One eventually, and I remember that. And I remember getting that, and it made sense because we played Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, right? But the 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 reason I didn't get a Super Nintendo is still kind of a mystery to me. Yeah, it's a great system. It is. I love the Super Nintendo. I got one later on. I got one after the N64 was out. Of course. But but the point is, is I just don't even understand this gap at all, and I can't figure it out. And they don't know. It took it took until like 1992. I mean, it couldn't it couldn't have been before I was born. It couldn't have been to the. It had to be in the year 93, like at the earliest. And what what and what happened in '93 that that it made sense to pick up a Sega Genesis and Sonic? Well, who knows? They might have had a cool commercial that one of your parents liked, or something. And my dad wanted it. <laughs> it could be. Well, I mean, you had a. And I was thinking about this. So I had an NES back in the day. Oh, I, and I remember having it. I had Echo the Dolphin also, but okay. But I had an NES back in the day, and I remember my stepdad playing it, mm-hmm. and I remember him beating Mario. I remember him beating Zelda. He had to have been the reason I beat the original Zelda because, I mean, God knows, um, I couldn't have done it by myself at that age. That was really young. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, he played all these games too. He would, and I thought about this. I'm like, man, he was a really old person playing games. And I'm like, wait a minute, like he's probably younger than I am now. Uh oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I'm gonna tell you about the game that I wanted to play. <laughs> and my okay. goal my goal was to play Alex Kidd, because this is related to this, because I okay. want to see if that game is absolute trash. Are your memories of it absolute I've trash? I've never played it. Never played it in my life. Do people talk about it in a way that's absolute trash? Or do people speak fondly of it from back in the day and you're trying Basically. to see how well it holds up? Based on the, what I've looked at online, people talk about it like it's absolute trash. But it's it's Nintendo or it's 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 Sega's Mario essentially before oh, yeah, before yeah, Sonic. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna play this on? I have a copy of the Genesis collection. I was gonna play the Genesis one. Just, Did you have it on what system? 
PS3. Oh man, that's awesome! I'm gonna play that next week. But <laughs> spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna tell you what I'm playing next week. I'm holding that deep inside. Okay. Well, I'm only telling this because of my derail, which I'll tell you about after you tell me about either your topic or your game. You can pick whichever one you want to talk about. You don't want to go full out. You wanna you wanna hold back on your derail. I mean, I, I want to save my derail for something. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Then I will. You could go in whatever order you want now because now we've screwed up the order. So I made some purchases recently. So did I. Um, <laughs> yeah. mine, mine might be smaller. Okay. Um, oh, first of all, because I do not want to forget this. I think a weird phone call from Heiko, Texas. Well, you do live, you do live in Texas, yeah. But I don't know where I, I get a lot of weird phone calls. I, I, the only reason it comes up is because I had to look at my phone so I can be able to read this. So I got a um, a tweet recently at me, uh huh, um, from someone, and I wanted to read this out. So so you know we and I want to say two two episodes after this one, maybe we're doing our Wii U shelved and forgotten. I'd say that's like what's in our, our show. That's a, I think it's two weeks from now. Cause yeah. Cause when this comes, yeah, it's about, it's, it's two weeks or it might be next week. I'm not even sure. No, I think it's two episodes from now. Okay. <laughs> As I of don't this, know what's happening. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm losing lo- you. I'm losing you too. Are, Are you th- back? I think we're okay. That was weird. Okay. That was really so, quick though. Yeah. So, so it'll be, it'll be a couple episodes from now. Um, and I'm still looking for people shoot us, you know, tweets or whatever about what you have on the shelf for God. But this one is from Jeremy, who is at Trash Turkey, which I... I oh, my God. That's the best Twitter the, way, the first time I've, re- I've actually read the Twitter, like, the at part, uh, I just saw before is Jeremy. Uh, so, yes, at Trash Turkey, which is quite amusing. Uh, he says, uh, at Johnny Casino. That, that's right. Suck it, Dave. Not, not, not at Day Space. Not at Sheldon Forgot. At Johnny Casino. Uh, really enjoyed Shelves and Forgotten. I have lots of <laughs> new games to go through working on Pikmin 3. So I wanted to just, you know, as those come in yeah. before the actual show, I'll, I'll read them out on there. But yeah, working on Pikmin 3, I'll have some stuff to say about that specifically. Um, but uh, thank you, Jeremy, for, for sending that. And thank you also for sending it to me and not to Dave. <laughs> Um, is this gonna be like the running thing now? We're gonna let the audience just send things to only you. That'll be great. Well, you know why? <laughs> I figured this out. I, I had to think about this for a minute. There's a reason I think why they come to me. Okay. okay you ready for this? So, first of all, our podcast, most people just listen to the audio. So they don't see that glimmering smile that I see the whole time that we're that we're talking, right? They don't understand. <laughs> Secondly, some people say I have a good radio voice. I don't know if this is true. It's just what some people have said. So I'm going to accept it. And the problem is, to quote Dave. Look, I know I don't have the most masculine radio voice in the world, but okay, fine. So they take all that into account and they're like, well, he's got to be the one we send this to. (laughs) All right. So I made some purchases recently. All right. Um, Walmart was having a sale on a few Amiibos. Um, so speaking of Pikmin 3, actually, I picked up the Olimar Amiibo so I can display it with my Pikmin games. So I have one and two, which I haven't touched yet, actually. I've tested them, but I haven't actually played through them. And I'm, I will get three at some point. So I got that. Uh, also, while I was at Walmart, 
Um, every time I walk through Walmart, I go and look just to make sure there's not like a Nest Mini just sitting on the shelf because uh, I've heard people randomly stumbling across these. And I also look for controllers. Well, they had one controller. It wasn't the Nintendo controller. It wasn't oh, Nintendo brick. I'm not buying well, it. I'm not buying well, it. Hold on a second. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So I, <laughs> I, I thought this through beforehand. I was like, look, I have one official Nintendo one. If I have, if I can get another one that's not official Nintendo, but still has good reviews, I'm good. I will get it because it's not that often I play two player. So I buy this with the controller. I, I pick it up. I I scan it with my Amazon app to find out what the reviews are. The reviews are good. It's like great. So it's got, it's got. It looks like your normal controller. It's got two extra buttons and a little slider piece. The little slider piece is A and B for a turbo. Is a turbo button for whatever turbo you have selected, and then it has an A and B button. So you can hit it and hit A and B together, uh, which I, I guess for games like um, Double Dragon 2, that'd be helpful. But on top of that, it came with this. And I'm going to show you this here. See this? <laughs> this is the, the classic edition cheat codes. So I start looking through this. And for every game, it has just tips and tricks for the different games. It's got passwords for different levels. It's got, um, I don't know, different random things. but when I was going through, the one thing I saw was for Super C. And there is a deal in here, and it's got the code for Super C, which the, 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 the effectively the, the Konami code for Super C. So it turns out, if you want to know more about the codes and cheats and stuff like that, uh, Generation Gamers, we did a whole thing talking about the Konami code and, and different ways it's changed. But for Super C, so for anyone out there playing Super C, you press right, left, down, up, A, B, and then select or, or either start or select start if you want um, one or two players. And it gives you the 30 lives. So I did that. And I'm like, you know what? I need to see if other games this works. Because I had tried this in other emulators, and I could never get these codes to work. And I've hacked my NES Mini, Contra, and some like Life Force on there. So I put the codes in, and they work. Like the original Konami code works on it. I was so excited. I actually get to beat Contra again because God knows I can't do it without them. <laughs> um, I was super excited, super excited. Uh, Ben's going to come over. We're going to, you know, play through a bunch of Contra at some point. I just don't know when. Um, so anyway, so that's cool. Like this little thing, it looks cool. It's got Mega Man on the front. It kind of has that old school. Um, how much? Like, how much was this whole this whole package? It came with the controller. Yeah, it was a controller in that book, fourteen bucks. No, that's not bad. How's okay? Yeah, how's it was, the it was actually, how's the controller actually feel though, John? It feels fine. It really does. Okay, okay. I mean, I've all I've is only played it for a few minutes just to test it out, just to make sure it works. Um, is the cable longer? The cable's nine feet long. Okay, maybe I had to buy one of these. If you're telling so, me, look. So here's, God dang it, the. <laughs> The reason I like the Mini NES Classic Edition is because, to me, it feels like a real NES. That's yes. that's the reason that I like it. It has it has almost as much as I'm going to put games more games on it at some point, right? Like like those games, those are the way I want to play it. I I mean, I can plug in a Wii Classic controller and play it. Like I don't. That's an official Nintendo product. It feels like a Nintendo controller, but it's still not in any S. It's not the same. No. And so one that's the- this other controller feels legit. There's those other buttons there above. I didn't even realize it because they're black and they're in the black area of the controller. 
So I didn't even, until I pulled it out of the box and I looked at it from the right angle, I didn't even realize those were there. Okay. Well, that's, that actually makes me feel better. Yeah. It, I know. I like this control. Like I would have had the two been sitting side by side. I would have picked up the official Nintendo one. Right. But I'm happy I got this one, especially because it's got this book. And in the book, it's really nice. And it's got the whole map, I believe, for Zelda. That's crazy. And we'll talk about, I'll talk about that more next week for specific reasons. That's not what I'm playing for Sheldon Forgotten. But, <laughs> uh, but I am playing through that right now. And I'm playing through it using the map. Because I've already beaten Zelda when I was a kid. I don't have anything to prove to myself. Um, you have you have your memory of beating it. That's it. Yes, ex- exactly, exactly. And right now, I just want to play through the whole thing again. And I'm not using a guide, but I'm using the map, and that's really all you need. Um, I've never so, beat that. Oh, I've never beat that game. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's such a good game. The dungeons are so good. The overworld in the original Zelda game is a little bit annoying because there's nothing to tell you where to go. Like I ran into a guy at one spot that said, Hey, have you talked to the, have you gotten the sword and talked to the guy at the top of the waterfall? Oh, okay. Now I know I need to go to the top of a waterfall to get this sword. Great. But besides that, there's nothing that tells you how to get to the first dungeon. There's no direction at all in that game. So it's a right. bit annoying in that, which is why if you have a map that points out where the dungeons are and the map that I've been using points out like where the heart containers are and stuff like that. But, um, I don't feel like that matters. Going, um, well, okay. So in the original, unlike the newer ones, when in the newer ones, it takes X amount of heart pieces to make a full heart. Right. In this one is like a heart container is an extra heart. Does that, does that right. ruin the game though? Really? No, come on. If you know, if you, if you know where they are, does it ruin the game? No, not, not at all. And that's why, I mean, and that's why I don't feel bad about doing it this way or whatever. But, um, but also, so, I mean, I'm basically just, I leave one dungeon, I look at my map, where's the next dungeon? And I go to the next dungeon. And that's all I want to do. Like, I want to go through the dungeons, because the dungeons themselves, like, I'm not using maps or anything on them. Um, the dungeons themselves, they're just so good. And that's what, that's what I love about so many Zelda games. Minus, I'm playing through Twilight Princess 2 slowly, again, for the, I don't know, fifth time or something like that. There's some <laughs> of those dungeons that just piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in one right now and it just makes me mad. Like I got to the point now I'm just like, no, screw you. I'm setting you aside. I just, I just it's annoying. It's not hard, it's just annoying. It's like every time I get to the water temple and not great at a time. Yeah. That's you that is anything. That is usually the furthest I'll ever get in that game and before I put it like I'm like, I'm gonna finally finish this game. I'll get to the water temple, be like, nope, that's done. So okay, so now I have two controllers. I know all the codes work for the game, which is something I didn't think was true. I've, I've added more games to my, my NES Mini. Um, so I'm starting to think, like, how many actual NES games do I need to own? Like, there are certain ones I need to own because of collections that I'm building, and they're part of those collections. Right, like Zelda. Yeah, I need to buy an, an original NES because I literally have a spot next to my Super Nintendo that it needs to sit in. Like, there's, the spot is there ready to go. And I need it there. And it looks weird if I have, like, the Nest Mini there. Right? You're like, that's not the one. <laughs> um, I want to put the little NES Mini on top of my NES when I get my NES. I haven't, I need one, too. Although, right now, I'm debating whether I need to buy a Sega Genesis. Uh, I'm going to say no. 
<laughs> but well, but you can, like I can get an NES from the the retro game store for like fifty five bucks, and then he also gives me like a veterans discount on top of that, and then he gives you when you buy a system, he gives you twenty percent off any game you want to buy. Oh yeah, see, like I see that's what I'm waiting for some deal like that. Yeah, so I don't know with 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 all the money <laughs> I'm dropping for the Switch. Yeah, that's that's uh, what's putting off a lot of my collecting right now. Yes, well, that so here's the sad thing though, is it's putting off me buying original NES, but it's not putting off my collecting because I keep stumbling across these retro flash sales. Now here's the last one I bought. I don't know if I told you, I, I put the pictures up on Twitter. I you think I saw this. You've seen these, but I recently received, I got the original Legend of Zelda, the gold cartridge. Yeah, I saw this. And I got Majora's Mask, which is that like gold-ish looking plastic with like the hologram picture on it, right? Uh-oh. I them, and I like to test out every game I get. Because you have like a week to take it back if you don't want it. I have faith in GameStop, which is how I'm getting them through, through these good deals. I'm like, well, I can't test out my my Zelda game. I can't. Like, I cannot test it out. I don't have an NES. Oh, no. Like, you know what, though? But you know what, though? I have like five copies of that game. I have it on my Wii. I have it on my NES Mini, which <laughs> is what I'm playing it on right now. I have it on the Zelda collector's edition for the GameCube, and I'm sure I have it at least one other spot. If this cartridge doesn't work, I'm not without being able to play the game. Right? Now, right. So are you going to be heartbroken when you get an NES and you can't play this on the original NES? That's the real question. I will be disheartened, but I will not be heartbroken. Okay. Well, then it's um, okay. Although I should take it with me and go up there. Yeah, just take yeah, if you're going to if you're going to the retro game store, just bring it with you and just say, hey, I uh I don't have my NES yet. I found this I found this at a great deal. Can I just test it and, and then buy something else, of course. Yeah, well that's the problem is because I've been buying all this other stuff. I haven't been going to the store. And I used to go up like every other week. And he's gonna be like, dude, what happened? Where have you been sending your spending your money at? And I just have to like hang my head in shame. Um <laughs> so so uh, I, I bought us uh, all I would say is I bought a switch. I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. I'll be yeah. I'll be back soon. Don't worry. There's not a lot of switch launch games. <laughs> um so so I was like, you know what? I'll I'll try Majora's Mask. I'll just test it out and make sure it works. You know what the issue with that is? You have to have the expansion pack. You don't have an expansion pack? Why? No. No, I don't. It's like 25 bucks. Oh my god, just go buy one. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll go up and buy one from the retro game store. Yeah, just do that. Because, John, <laughs> that is unexcusable. You, you are, you literally should not own an N sixty four without an expansion pack. I have, I have yet to run across this issue. Oh my god! You know what the problem is? I'm going to walk in there to buy the expansion pack and walk out with an expansion pack and an NES. <laughs> Just go and get it. Don't don't even think about it. Just add it, put it on the same credit card as your Switch, and just just put it in your N64. And never think about it ever again. I have my child N64. The only reason we ever put one in there was probably for Majora's Mask, and I think and Donkey Kong 64 needed to. I think uh, it came with Donkey Kong 64. I think it did too, but we never owned Donkey Kong 64. I remember specifically we bought the expansion pack. Ready for this? At Oh crap! What was that place? Hollywood Video. Nice. 
And I think it I think it was in game didn't they call their like attachment store like game crazy for a little while? I have no idea. We we rented Zelda Majora's mask from Hollywood video and the guy told us we had to buy that expansion pack and my dad like just bought it and I was like, You never just buy things. We rent everything we play. <laughs> we Okay, maybe tomorrow okay, so tomorrow, if Ben doesn't come over tomorrow. <laughs> when i wake up i will hop on the bike ride down there go grab it test it's, it out it's just a thing you have remember. to have god this part of me that just wants to walk out with an nes while i'm at it what once you put it in you'll never have to think about it ever again and this is the n64 you will never get rid of that's true just just it, it, it's something that belongs in there and it's fine okay okay so <laughs> yeah so i bought both those games but when I was doing this, another realization hit me, and it's something that I need to give out to the community. And I've, I've mentioned this before, kind of. Okay. But we buy a lot of used games. I say we buy a lot of used I buy a good number of used games, right? I think a lot of people buy used games, um, try to save yourself some money. Now, the, here's the issues. You got two options for buying used games, basically. eBay and GameStop. I, I disagree, but... Okay. Who, who else? Who, where else are you going to go? So I I will order things from Amazon's third party sellers. Uh, but okay, and you okay? You can't so, do that. And I will. And I will only if if I possibly can. I will only buy things that are in listed as very good or like new. Yeah. And I and I will pay the premium for that when it when it's something I want, and I want it to be nice and I want it to be part of my collection. I will pay that premium versus. Maybe, okay, maybe I can get it from GameStop cheaper. Maybe I can get it from eBay and have no idea. But the point is, maybe GameStop isn't up of that par. Well, but see, here's the thing with GameStop that I really like about GameStop. And I don't know, I used to never promote them or anything like that. I don't. I really like it. If you get it and you don't like it, you can just take it back and get all your money back. I do like that. So, so if you get it and it's not in the condition you want, you don't have to give a reason. You can just walk back up there and say, I don't want this. Give me my money back. Yeah, and they will right now here's what i discovered it used to be that ebay was way cheaper than gamestop but that's kind of gone away like there's a price difference maybe but it's still not that much cheaper right um but then there's still times when like gamestop will you'll say like a dollar buying it used over new um i never do that i always just buy new then (laughs) oh yeah 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 exactly there's a way there's a way to save 25 percent are 24.4%, I think, technically. But, okay. And I'm going to start doing this for, like, every used game I get. I'm never walking in the store to buy a used game again. First of all, you have to do it online. Not a problem. Yeah, whatever. Right? If you have, So if you have the Gamer Pro membership or whatever it's called, right, that's 10% off. Yeah. Then, if you use the code CAG16, yeah. right, it's from Cheap Ass Gamer, but CAG16, that's 16% off. So now you're getting the way the math works out. It comes out to just under 25% off. I mean, that's 10, like five, 10, 15 bucks, depending on the price of the game that right. you can get off at that point, as long as you can get free shipping or pick up in store. Right. And you can do searches to get free shipping codes like saver and stuff like that. All the place you can save a lot of money. And this is what I'm doing from like now on, like, I'm not going to go, I'll go in the GameStop. I'll look around. If I want to buy something new, I'll look around, whatever. Right. But then I'm gonna I go in there. I go in there. And I buy more stupid things that I buy. Anything, yeah. and then and the only thing else that I'm buying at GameStop are things that I can't get on Amazon that are new, because obviously if I can get it new on Amazon, it's twenty percent off. Well, and which yeah. is fine, 
so I buy new things I usually buy them from Amazon, but like my Switch, where it's something like I got to pay off over time, right? Then I bought, I bought it at GameStop. Yeah. But anyway, if you're looking to buy a used game, <laughs> find it find it online at GameStop. Have your pro membership, which if you buy very many used games, it turns out it pays for itself pretty it, easily. It, it pays. It, I haven't renewed a GameStop pro membership in about like four, four or five years because like I just earn enough points. That just oh really every, yeah I, I I buy enough from GameStop that I earn the points. By the time that I have to renew, I have fifteen thousand points, and I just use those to renew the membership. Oh man, they have this really sweet Nintendo beanie that I want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is such a derail. This is great. Um, but, but no, but the, the, the important part is like it's like you can actually get these games used, right? Which is kind of what our show is about, right? And you could get these for about 25% off, which is great. Like that makes it so worth it to me. Like, I, cause I have two more, um, Zelda console games. I need to get a hold of one of which I'm hoping when I run into a guy at work, he's just going to hand to me because he said he will. Um, the other one I can get for maybe 20 bucks, but then I got to start looking at the handheld games so I can put them on my collection. Oh, I'm, I'm, some of those are- I have I, some of those are 20 40 bucks. I have my Game Boy. I have my Game Boy Color. I have a purple Game Boy Color. And I have my I have an original DS, which plays Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. Right. Um, so handhelds are this 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 section of my collecting that have gotten completely overshadowed. And like I look back at it and I go, well, the truth is it's like, yeah, I loved Pokemon growing up. I liked the Mario games that I played on the Game Boy, but like at the same time, is like this is not. I don't think the handhelds hold as much nostalgia for me. This is a whole other conversation. Um, I want them, but at the same time, is I I had significantly more console games than I ever had handheld games. Maybe we should do a handheld week, John. We should. But I mean, and I'm not saying I would do this for everything. Like, I want to do it for the Zelda games, even though yeah. like, like Oracle of Time and Oracle of Seasons, I've played some of them. I own them digitally. I'm not a fan. Like, the dungeons are great. The overworld is impossible to figure out. <laughs> All right, it's even trying to follow a guide. I got lost. <laughs> um, but but like, Link Between Worlds, which I used to own, and I was a dumbass and sold. Um. <laughs> And then also, I want Spirit Tracks. I want uh, Phantom Hourglass. Like, I want these DS and 3DS, and I mean, all I just want all of them. Now, now, granted, I don't need, I don't need, um, you know, the original Legend of Zelda for the Game Boy, right? That's I don't need that because <laughs> I already have the original Legend of Zelda. But like, I want these other ones and to go up on my wall. I'm going to build a whole wall, like. <laughs> My this whole back used, guys, wall. this this used to be just a shelf. Now it's a wall. <laughs> no, no, this whole back wall is going to be Zelda because because I have a poster I need to put up, and I need to call my Best Buy to find out they're doing the midnight release, which hopefully they are. They should be. It's a popular enough area, I believe. Uh, Best Buy is giving away a poster for the midnight release of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, uh, well, no, of the Switch. Is it a Switch poster or a Zelda poster? It's a, it's a Zelda poster. But it's four people getting the Switch. Like, I don't think I have to be getting Zelda Breath of the Wild from them there to get the poster. Hope not. I hope not either, because I want a poster. 
Well, GameStop was doing a different poster, I believe. Oh, God. They just go in the Best Buy on that day and ask if I can have a poster. And they're just going to laugh. They, no, they probably have extras. Come on, John. GameStop, pretty anyway. much anytime GameStop has promotional posters, you just go in there like the afternoon after and just say, hey, you got extra posters? And they say, yeah, I got extra posters. Okay. I want to hear oh. about why you didn't play your game. And then I'm going to talk to you about my games. Okay. Uh, I also made some purchases. <sighs> so I was prepared to finish this book. Okay. Uh, Were you going to play a game also, or was the book your? I was. I was going to play. I was. John, this is supposed to be my perfect week. I was going to play Alex Kidd and talk about. Oh, that's right. And talk about Console Wars. It was going to be perfect. Now it's flawed. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> so, 4K TV has been a thing on my list, like in general. Also, a bigger TV has also been on my list because our living room is so arranged that that being legally blind, like the TV is just too far away because the living room is like long ways. Yeah. So like playing games on my couch has always been kind of a pain. So I needed a bigger TV and this has been like a long thing coming at some point. Right? Now, now, now tell me, did you need a bigger TV or is this just a really good excuse to buy a bigger TV? No, this is both. Uh, okay. <laughs> I needed a bigger TV for me in general. Um, I put the living room short ways, which if you come in my house, you'd go, why would you arrange your living room this way? But it's so that I could play games on the couch. Um, That's how everyone arranges their house. Well, yeah, but, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it, 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 it feels a little bit more claustrophobic than it would if you put it the other way. Okay. And it's, and it's obvious. But, so I rearranged the living room that way, and it's just like, okay, fine. Um, so we went into Target, and I needed, I needed apparently Mountain Dew that tastes like cinnamon, other story, whatever. And, uh, and cat litter and, you know, crap from Target. And we're walking through Target. Why, why don't you get cat litter from Amazon? Because I got it on a deal at Target, because it, it was on sale. Uh, okay, anyway, point of this story. I, usually, I do usually do, I usually do get it from Amazon. Do you have one of those uh, push buttons? We have one of those push buttons for cat litter. Do you? Yeah. I I don't own a single one of those push buttons, but I want it's, them. It's the only thing we have a push button for is for cat litter. I don't wow. know how often it gets used. <laughs> anyway, like, I don't know if she uses it or if she just orders cat litter. I'm not sure. <laughs> now I'm curious. Um, so we're walking through Target and buying like normal Target stuff, you know, wipes, toilet paper, all sorts of garbage. Uh, so what you pay? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We need to we need to pause <laughs> this and analyze something. You just said we walk through Target buying normal Target stuff, <laughs> white toilet paper. What like that? And that is literally the extent of what you said. And then you said other stuff. <laughs> you normally only go to Target for butt problems. <laughs> Apparently, yes. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, for the cat's butt problems. Or my butt problems. Uh, hashtag show title butt problems. Anyway, somebody write that down. <laughs> I'm walking through Target. And uh, we walk past, like, the big, like, clearance section. You know, like, that big section where, like, 
like half of the year it's school supplies, but the other half of the year, and then like sometimes it's Christmas ornaments, and then the other times of the year it's just like here's the big pile of crap of stuff we did not sell. And there's this big, there's like these two boxes of like these big 65 inch TVs just sitting there, and I'm like, oh man, and I'm looking and I'm like, oh that's not a bad price, like a thousand bucks. That's not horrible, right? And we have a tiny, tiny, tiny car. There's no way we're ever going to fit this in the car. So yeah, we just so on that, like you have to have a massive car for some of these TVs because the boxes <laughs> are huge. Like I, we own two SUVs. Yeah, They're not large SUVs. Like one's a Ford Edge, another one's an Acura. That I don't know something or another. Mm-hmm. DX. We just had. But we just. It's hard. We had to get the normal car. We we have we have a Chevy, uh, a 2016 Chevy Spark. Which is essentially one size bigger than a smart car. That's our car. Well, but even with like a smallish SUV, it's hard to fit a TV in those things. TVs yes. are the, the box. Well, the that has to go around them. Yeah, the box is bigger than the TV. Okay. Well, obviously. Um. So. So the target guy's right there, and he's like, "Oh, you're thinking about it?" I go, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, like, like, do you guys just like?" do delivery or like, can I order it online? He goes, well, number one, you don't want to do it online. Cause, cause all the TVs are also 10% off right now. I'm like, TVs are 10% off. He's going, yeah, he goes, he goes he's like, you got a red card. I'm like, yeah, we just never use it. He's like, well, then you get 5% off. I'm like 15% off. So it's less than a thousand bucks with 15% off. So we're talking about like essentially a $700 TV at this point. Okay. And I'm like, oh, man, I need a 4K TV. That's about as good as a price as I'm going to get right now. Right? And we're walking. We walked through the TV section just to now that we're looking at TVs. Now we're going to walk in the TV section. And we find that TV. We find it even just even slightly cheaper TV. So it ends up being about that exact price. Like 700 bucks. Yeah. Oh. So the next day, we go get the regular car, come in and get this 15% off TV. Now, here's where the story begins. Wait, that, was that the, the prologue or whatever? <laughs> yeah, this is the pro, that was the prologue. It's the prologue that repeats and comes back around in the story over and over and over, like console wars. Um, so we had to get the bigger car the next day to get the TV, right? And, and at this point, I'm committed. We got tax refunds, all sorts of stuff, right? So, like... This TV, this TV has probably been like a year in the coming. It's just like now, now we need it because I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna get a cheaper price anytime soon. Yeah, on a on a 65 inch 4K TV, like not gonna happen. Um, so we brought it home. Fine, carried it in the house. That's fine. Took the bigger car. That's great. We move the. 55-inch TV, 1080p TV to the bedroom. And in the bedroom, oh, my God, the TV is so nice in the bedroom. I love it. We, we, uh, when, I, when I bought my 4K TV every months back, we took the – and I only bought a 55-inch because, I mean, I'm a reasonable person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and also the and was amazing. You're also not blind. I mean – no, no, I can't make a joke about that. No, um, <laughs> but we moved our other 55-inch TV to replace the TV we had in the bedroom. 
and mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care. I don't watch TV in the bedroom very often, but like my wife has a little chair in the corner and our, our wall mount, it can come away from the wall and like tilt yeah, different directions. It is nice. It's I nice. mean, we had a 24 inch TV in the bedroom. So, Ooh, so yeah, to, that's, wow, that's a big deal. yeah. So to put that in perspective, that's the difference, and and that was also a reason that a new TV was on the list, right? Is because the TV in the bedroom was absolute yeah. garbage, and we're like, we don't even want to watch TV in there at all. Like we will, we will literally lay on the couch until we're falling asleep because we want to watch TV in a room that makes sense. Instead, instead, okay. you get to watch Finding Dory because it's on Netflix in in the bedroom anyway yeah that's when it could be passed up okay so here's here's the story this is where the story starts john oh god i i want to preface this with the fact that i have a normal giant sized tv stand it's it's not small by any aspect of, of anything now wait you're talking about like like this like what the tv sits on top of like the entertainment center yes the, the entertainment center now, does it have walls on the side of it, or is it no. just the base? No, it's 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 basically like a big metal cabinet. Okay? okay, and this thing is not small. It fits every console you can imagine on it. Okay, I have it. Pretty much fits all the retro consoles as well as my Xbox One, the PS4, the PS3, the 360. Like it fits everything on this. Okay, so this thing is not tiny. By okay. By any means. My cats are fighting. I was like, who's in my house? Somebody's taking my TV already? There's only one person watching us live. They didn't, they're not robbing me. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Gary. Probably Gary. Uh, what is going on? And this, I don't when, hear anything. this is when John says there's nothing happening, even though you can see the cat now. <laughs> um, so... Here's the way that the TV, the TV stand, the stand that goes on the TV is designed. It's two little legs that go on the left and the right side of the TV. Yeah. So we, we pop those in, screw, screw them in and we lift the TV up and we start putting it down. We need five more inches. <laughs> At Heard least. that before. Uh, <laughs> We need five inches about in depth or in width? like in width for this thing to oh, fit. So when these legs are on, they go like outward. The, no, like, like so when they go on, they're like they're going this way, but they're on each side of the TV. Jeez, that's a weird TV stand. Yeah, and it's something I wouldn't. I'm, I'm trying to show you. Yeah, you're not holding up the right part of the box for for those listening, which is I don't know everybody. Um, he's holding up the box very poorly. Yeah. Anyway, point of this story. Um, okay. So it wouldn't fit. So it would not fit. So how did you rectify this situation? So I'll tell you how you should have rectified it. All right. Tell me how they should have wall mount. Okay. TV sit in front of the windows in my house. There is not a single wall in that living room that is big enough to hold this television. It's also it's also not a very light television, like most of them are now. Like it it is it, it has actual weight to it, unlike any 1080p TV you bought in the last you know three years. Okay, I mean you could wall mount it. It's a thing that could be done. 
Um, but it's not something I would do. Plus, I'd have to change the living room again. Uh, so I'm looking around and like, okay, so what can we do? What what in the world can we do? So we have this extra like metal shelf that we just stack books on in the bedroom that we kind of hate anyway. But if we can use that, you hate the books you stack on them, or do you hate the shelf? I hate the shelf. Okay. Um. So and it, and it has like adjustable levels for the shelf. So I'm like, okay, so if we can line up a shelf to be exactly the same height, we can put this next to the TV, and the stand can kind of lean on this. It'll be fine. It'll be perfect. No, that becomes a whole mess. We broke that shelf. <laughs> okay. All my consoles are now all over the place because of the way that like we moved the living room. So the living room is a complete mess. Now the books yeah, are any, the books. Time you change out a TV, it sucks. Yes. Like, having to unplug everything, having to plug it back in. Now, when when I bought my latest TV, I yeah. wall I wall mount all my TVs. Right. I. It's just, I it's it's more convenient for me. They're all on walls with nothing else on them. Blah blah blah. Right. And, and, and in in my bedroom growing up, I had a, I had I had my TV wall mounted. And, yeah. and I, I I love it. I agree with you. It, it in an ideal situation, but no matter what, there would have to be something sitting below this to hold all the consoles at this point. Sure, but so so the TV in the bedroom with the one that extends out from the wall, it's real easy to wall mount and switch out wires because you can pull it out. And you have full access to the back of the TV. Any right. time you wall mount a TV, like it's against the wall. And when I did it with this latest one, I was trying to run a USB extension from yeah. the back of it because I couldn't get to the so we could plug in thumb drives and whatever else and like an extra controller to the TV for certain things and whatever. It, with your with and, your weird GameFly streaming built into your television, yeah, dude, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really awesome thing. Like, I know I'm just I'm just kidding you. I need to go back and look at it and see if anything else new is on there, but this is really awesome. But the problem is, is like the way the cord would fall, there's a, you know, all TVs have like a physical power button on them for when you can't find the controller. Right. This cord was like leaning right up against that. So I could never turn the TV on because every time I'd lean the TV back, it'd be pushing the power button in on the back of the TV. <sighs> so, so now, now I've destroyed my bedroom with this bookshelf. Taking this bookshelf apart. Yeah, we broke this. We broke the snap. We we. I hate this shelf anyway, so I threw it away. We it. We broke the snaps that hold the levels for where the shelves go. Okay. Because it's such a pain to put together. Like you, like you have to lift and snap. It's it's horrible. That's why I hate that shelf in general. So threw that away. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, okay, we need something that's like the same height, right? Like what? What could we put next to this? It's the same height. Like the coffee table that's probably going to go over there anyway. Not the right height, right? Like it's it's too short. <sighs> okay, my God, what what can I do? So we're we're not have not have the bedroom's a mess. The living room is a mess. The only room that's not destroyed is my office. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, and that's where you're sitting right now. Yeah, that's where I'm right and, now. And you don't and you don't call that destroyed. It is destroyed now. <laughs> I've got I've got controllers. So what used to sit in here next to me on my desk was my CRT TV on a TV stand, right? Where's that TV stand now? So I bring – this is what Ashley was yelling at you about. I brought this in here. This is a TV tray from the living room. Okay. Right? This is what I'm using now essentially to measure 
the height of things compared to it because it's almost the same height, right? You know, you know they, they make um, like, tape measures. Yeah, I I know, but the measuring tape in this mess, John. Finding my measuring tape is not going to solve the problem, right? So I know that this is relatively the same height. I bring this in here, and I'm like, okay, so what can I look around? I've got like a shelf over here that I could put that next to it. No, that's not going to work. And I put it next to the other TV stand, and it's almost perfect, like almost flawless. I'm like, well, I'm going to move this, and this is almost going to work. So now I'm looking around like, okay, so I need something just to level it out a little bit. Well, all those books all over the floor – I've got all these books, right? So I take I take the Guinness Book of World Records from 2009 and 2010. Why I own these, I don't know. That's a real good question. Like that's one of those things that used to be exciting as a child. Yeah, but as you get older, you're like, eh, do these really matter? They do. <laughs> like they're cool. They're fun to flip through, but when they're seven years old, like. <laughs> Yeah. so but the, but the, but they're nice hardback like books so i'm like these yes. will be perfect so i slide those like onto the side of this tv stand but now my office is a mess because all the retro consoles were in that tv stand so now i've moved another tv so now i've messed up all this <laughs> oh john so how long did this whole process take this is taking hours so this is and, and i get off work at like nine o'clock right this is after work? So, yeah. So, we ate dinner. We got the TV. Oh, you didn't even go get the TV until after work? No, I didn't. Oh, that sounds like a terrible, that sounds like terrible planning. Yeah. Well, well, John, it made sense for me to be there because she was off work. She, she, she could have she gone and got it in the other car and it would have been fine. But then nobody would have been able to carry it in and it, it would have been a problem. So, we need me. And I'm like, well, this shouldn't be – I mean, theoretically – Ideally, the way that I have everything set up is like really all I need to do is switch out the I, – I map everything. So all I need to do is put the power cord for the TV in and take the three HDMIs because it's it's a console. The, it's the Xbox One and the cable box, then the PS4 because the PS4 can't be hubbed, and then it's one more U, it's one more HDMI hub. So like it should just be like three HDMIs and the power. Like it will be fine. But it wasn't that. It became – absolute chaos john (laughs) so by by 11 o'clock at night almost midnight it was really it was probably 11 45 where i finally figured out what we could do to balance this tv out so this tv is so big it's two tv stands uh my entire house is a wreck um i am now missing a bookshelf so now i need to find a new place for some of those books Oh, John, it was it was horror. It was horrific. Now, and how did this make it where you couldn't play video game? So I meant to come home, and I thought I was just going to be able to like boot up my PS3. So here's here's where the next problem begins. Not only is this TV so big, John, yeah, that it needs it needs two TV stands. It's also so big that the distance between so the HDMI's are on this side, the power for the TV's on this side, the power over here is way over here. The distance between where the HDMI go in and the powers go in, like the TV and the distance that it needs to get to the outlets is so far that all the cords I have couldn't reach. Oh, that's nice. So not only that, now I have to get, I had to go get an extension cord. I got it this morning, finally, right before this show, along with Taco Bell. 
to just plug everything in again. So my Wait, now is it, all, is it all working now? No, it's not. It's it's gonna be fixed today. <laughs> so so there is not yet bliss. No, it's not. I'm still in the middle of chaos. That's why there's a TV tray in here. That's why this box is still here. That's why my my retro TV is still over here on the floor. My Wii, my N64, my PS2, all that's on the floor. It's absolute chaos. So, <laughs> you you not not this story necessarily, but something you keep mentioning in this story inspires me to make a purchase. <laughs> Not a 65 inch TV, but I kind of want to, I I almost really have the need to buy like a TV stand tower that can hold different consoles on it. Right. CRT, get an old tube TV, you know, it's and put all my, basically everything before this before and before. Any anything that uses the yellow, the red, and white cables, I hook up to the CRT TV. Well, yeah, but the GameCube still looks okay on the uh, on the big TV. The N sixty four is it's, it's okay, but it's not. It's it's putting out four by three, and I might as well be four by three. Yeah, but the size difference, I don't know. But I'm considering <laughs> this. I'm considering. I'm I'm trying to figure if I can make it work. Um, I also kind of want to build a main cabinet. I really do too, actually. But that's a whole um, not, that's a whole nother project. Well, but you can do one for like three hundred bucks. I know everything. Here's the issue: like I've seen the ones people do for three hundred bucks, and it looks like a little tiny miniature arcade, and I don't want that. I want it to be more full size. You can actually stand up and play with two controllers. So yeah, the way I want to do that is I want to just buy like an actual old arcade cabinet. And then gut it. Yeah, but that could that's, be a lot more expensive. That's I know, but that's what I want. Because I, I want a stand-up one too, John. I want one that you stand up and play. I don't know if my wife's ever going to be on board if I start doing that to the game room. Not that she ever goes in the game room. Like, she stays downstairs unless she's going to the kids' room. I mean, so uh, to, to tell you about the CRT TV thing, like, it's really nice to just have those divided up. Like, it really was until this what? absolute madness. I'll tell well, you. Well, here's the big issue I have is right now. So I have an entertainment system that I mm-hmm. specifically bought so I could line up all my Nintendo systems. Yeah, and then I added more consoles. Well, yeah, but but this would be, I mean, like literally the way this thing worked is there's there's a drawer in the middle, there's two little cabinets on the side, and above all of those is a line of shelves. Mm-hmm. And in one shelf, it's got the N64 and the GameCube. On the complete opposite side, it has the um the super nintendo and eventually the nes in the middle it's got the wii and i have spot i can put the switch in there like i could literally have all this lined up and if i do this well the positive the positive to all this john is now the nintendo switch has its own little table to sit on that's true it has its own little circular TV because this, this one's a circle. The, the, the my, my big one is a square rectangle. It's a rectangle, and the um, but the other one was a circle because that fits a CRT TV better, dude. I I like I have an obsession with, and this is this is why I did this, John. And this is this will either hinder you or help you in your decision. You take your consoles with you 
to work all the time. So this may not matter to you, but like the reason I did this is the obsession to just have everything like easy access, like already hooked up. Like, I don't want, I don't want to think about how to play a PS2 game on my PS2. Like I just, I just want to turn the TV on and do it. Yeah. And I've thought about that. And I've also thought about, I don't want to unhook. I don't want to, I don't want to move to, I don't want to move cables. I just don't want to do it. I, I, yeah, I've considered this, and I've considered, and, and it's, I think part of it's going to play into if I end up collecting more systems over time. Like if I get an original PlayStation, um, if I end up getting any Sega systems or anything like that, I don't know. It'll all come into play eventually. The only Sega uh, system you need is well, okay, you need a Dreamcast and a Genesis. Yeah, but there's also parts of me that wants the rest of them if I start to get the one because they're so bizarre. But they're all bad. <laughs> well, yeah, they're all bad from the very first one. Genesis, you know what I, you know what I almost bought recently? Yeah. And I saw this, and I could have bought it. It would have cost me $90. And that's why, it, and it, once again, if the Switch wasn't coming out, I would have just jumped on it. Yeah, but I know. I could that's... get a Super Famicom Mini through Amazon for $90 with free shipping. Oh, man. It, it's super tempting, isn't it? Yeah, that's something I want. Like, And I would probably... Never play it or play it once or something. I'll, I'll plug it in it. once. I'd never plug it in again. <laughs> I want it sitting there. Um, I also want an original Famicom and Super Famicom. I do too. But, and if I, from what I understand, oh. if you can actually get to Japan, it's, they're pretty cheap there. I want a, I want a Famicom more than I want a Super Famicom. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, because Super Famicom didn't look that much different from the yeah, Super Nintendo. It's not that big of a deal. But I would want both. I want both, but okay. okay. <laughs> so are you ready to hear? So this this oh. is all chaos. I didn't get to play anything. I thought I could plug my PS3 in and play. I thought I, I basically what I thought I was going to get to do was play Alex Kid this morning because I don't think I'm going to need to put a lot of time into it. And I was going to finish my book last night, but that didn't happen. I understand. I'll finish the book today, and I'll probably play Alex Kid today also. But it means I can put more time into it and have a bigger conversation about it, and how yeah. how, how the truth of, of that game is was it was it even worth being called a Mario like competitor? Like no, probably not. But we're gonna find out for real. Okay, John, I'll let you talk now. You ready to hear about what I played? Yes. Okay, we're gonna do what we did last year. Uh, did last week, or we're gonna play. <laughs> see if you can uh, figure out what game I played. I got two sound clips. They're a little bit longer this time. Um, so let's start the first one. Oh, actually, you know what? Before we do that. So last week, we had a couple discussions that kind of come into play with this, with what I played this week. One discussion was talking about, like, games that we need to finish that we started talking about on the show. Yeah. Another discussion was, like, talking about, did we have fun? Like, Sean was seemed generally concerned about if we were enjoying ourselves, right? I am having so much fun. I Yeah. But, like, but, like people are going, oh my god, you're gonna play the Alex Kid for Sega Genesis? Like that game is terrible. Like, no, but I really want to know. <laughs> yeah, if you only play it for an hour, yeah, and that's that's all it takes. But right. This week, I played two different games. I had my main game I was playing, and I kind of had a a palate cleanser or a game I could play around the kids. Also, okay. Now that game, when I pl- talked about on the show for a while back, was Super Mario Galaxy Two. Okay, now a couple of thoughts as I progress through this game. 
First thing, I don't know how far I got the first time I played through it. I don't think I ever beat the game. I don't remember. This was years and years and years ago. I don't think I'm enjoying it. Like, I am legitimately not enjoying Super Mario Galaxy 2. Like, I'm going to play through it. I'm going to get all the normal stars. I don't care about going and find the special ones. I don't care about getting the the Comet ones or whatever. You want to play as Luigi? Yeah, I get to, I've gotten to do that a few times. I enjoy that. Um, but... Like the levels at the beginning seemed good, but like as I'm 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 on like I'm like right towards the end of like the third little galaxy or whatever it is. Um I'm not I don't really enjoy the game as a whole. Like I just don't like it. But I I'm gonna play through it. By <laughs> my I mean like cause because I want to, right? Because I want to get to Bowser. And there are a couple battles that I, I'm okay with, like boss battle type things, but like as a whole, I'm going through these levels, and I'm like, one, these levels are super linear. Like compared to, um, Sunshine, Sunshine or 64. 64. Yeah, like it. You're literally just going a path, and, and the platforming's okay, but it's just not great. And I've actually put, I don't know, maybe half an hour or so into into the N64 one, which I've only barely touched my ever in my life, but I have uh, now. Um, and even though the camera's so clunky and everything on that, I'm actually enjoying the levels more. Is it, so, isn't it funny that our biggest complaints with Galaxy like revolve around like the concept that everybody complains about 3D World? Like you're like oh, the linear, yeah, like like like, like like that's what people it is. It, it's it more so with two than one, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was actually playing it, and that's the thought I had. I was like, this is not any different than freaking 3D World. Right. I mean, it's a little bit, but I mean, and there's some levels that are. But for the most part, it's not. So, okay. <laughs> so that was the game that was coming out of my palate cleanser, and I, I will be playing through that between now and holiday season. I will get through that game because, oh, stand by. Odyssey is going to come out. I'm going to be excited. I'm so excited for Odyssey. I'm- here are here's the first clip which you might this might be really easy to guess on this one but we'll see ready all right Okay. Uh, do you do you know what it is no, off I, of that clip? No, I don't. Okay, I'll play you one more here. But I I will tell you, there are probably people out there, especially ones like I, I'm sure Sean. When he listens to this, he'll be like, he'll I, I don't know. I have this feeling that he, along with a number of other people that love this game, will know it straight off that. And I'll play the second one. It comes very shortly after the first clip. <laughs> That idiot priest needs to learn the difference between baptizing a man and drowning one. I need to find a landmark and figure out where the hell I am. Sector above all other nations. No, but this is probably just a game I've never played. 
I don't know. You 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 legitimate. I'm pretty sure you legitimately guessed this as the game I played last week when I was getting you to guess games. This can't be Bioshock Infinite, can it? It's Bioshock Infinite. This is a game that I I liked what I got to play, but I didn't like to play enough of it. Okay, now this is from the very beginning. This is a game that I have to come back to. Okay, this let is, me talk to you about Bioshock Infinite. All right, I'm I'm I excited was, because this is a game. Uh, first of all, I'm excited to hear your opinion because I respect your opinion because. This is a game that everybody praises, and it's a game that I tried because everybody was praising it, and I never, I didn't give it enough time. I do own it. Um, I need to go back to it. I need to actually play it. So I played the original Bioshock for like 20 minutes one time, right? <laughs> Um, outside of that, I had no, I had no knowledge of this game. Like I, I'd heard of it, right. But I knew nothing about it. I'd heard stories, um, uh, and stuff like that, but I had no idea anything about the game except for it was a first person game. And I'm not into first person games. A while back, Ben brought it over to my house. It's like, here, you need to play this. It's like, I know you don't like FPS, but this with the exploration and stuff, you'll, you'll enjoy this game. Uh, and then I had to wait like six months for it to become, you know, on the backwards compatible list for the Xbox 360. And so it finally did, and then I finally had time to actually sit down and play it. And my week last week was insanely hectic <laughs> until, like, until like midday on Sunday. Um, it to was clarify just, how hectic my week was, I still got through like 18 hours of that book. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, I, I could have, doing certain things, listened to 18 hours of a book throughout that week. But, I mean, I was cleaning garages and... Uh, soccer games and monster trucks all day on Saturday, which by the way, like being at the site of the Super Bowl a week after the Super Bowl happens and seeing it as a monster truck rally, amazing. Amazing what those people can do. Monster <laughs> truck rally was phenomenal. So much fun. But so I finally sit down and play this game. And I'm pretty sure I'm like right at the end of the game. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm I'm I can't imagine there's more than an hour left of that. Um so, I, but I knew nothing going into it. So it was a first-person game, and this game, let me tell you, first of all, it was super fun. Like, it's one of those games that I just kept wanting to go back and play more of, right? Um, and it kept having surprises. So, the game starts out. You're a guy who you're tasked to go find this girl. I think you know her name um, as Elizabeth, but that's all you know. Find her, bring her back. Like that's your job. So you're dropped off by a couple on a boat. You get on, you go in like a like a lighthouse or something. You sit down in a chair, and next thing you know, I think you're like rocketed into the sky. And you come out in this church type thing, which is where that sound was from. He's like this weird preacher and stuff. And it's weird because it's and like it's like, like underwater sky world, right? Like, uh, yeah, at that part, yeah. Okay, this, uh, I, but this then, is but, pretty much all I know. <laughs> but then, well, I, I want to say like the first game is more underwater. This one's a sky world. Okay. But I could be wrong about the first one. I only played a tiny bit of it. But you're going along, and you get into this world, and I, I walk out, and I'm like, this is gorgeous. This is amazing. It's like the 1920s. All yeah. the girls are wearing that same getup, which I think is, I don't know. I, I, just, I love those outfits they wear. Like, I love the way it looks. <laughs> like, it's something, I don't know, something for me there. Um, <laughs> granted, they're probably sweaty and disgusting underneath. Um, but... But it's just super cool. Like the, the time period's cool and everyone's kind of kicked back and enjoying it. It's just like an easier, more peaceful time. But you can tell it's almost like in a steampunky way because like everything's mechanical. Like the horse and carriage, it's a mechanical horse. Um, 
So you're supposed to find this girl and you're supposed to go through and whatever. So you walk around and, and at this point you have no weapons. Um, you're just kind of walking through and, and you get to a part where it's like a little bit of a, of a fair carnival thing. There's a stage and there's a lottery ticket. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can pick up my lottery ticket, right? Well, they obviously they draw your number. And when they draw your number, like you're the winner. And they hand you this baseball. And then this couple walks out on stage, not happy to be there because one's black, is a black woman and a white guy. And you're, you won the lottery to throw the baseball at them. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, snap, this is not the place I thought it was. Like it went from being this like gorgeous, cool, easy setting. And you know, I mean, you had to know it was going to turn bad at some point, right? Right. So, oh, this place is super racist. That's great. And so I chose to throw the ball at the the host guy, and that starts your first fight. And and you get this like claw hand thing. It's like a spinning hook deal, and it's your melee attack. And I will tell you, I use that almost more than any weapon throughout the game because it was just super cool. <laughs> so you have that. Um, and then you get weapons and as you go through, you get more and more weapons and there's like machine guns. There's a, um, a chain gun. There's like rocket launchers. There's sniper rifles. Um, and you're fighting your way through different areas, but there's a good bit of time when you're not fighting, right? Like you go into different battles, basically. In between, there's like little record type things. I forgot what they're called, but little record type things you can pick up and you hit the button and you'll listen to whatever this person is talking about. And it's got the kind of the old crackliness of the that time period from like the, the record players and stuff. And they're kind of telling the story and you got these little deals you look in and you can like watch a little bit of the story. You start to learn like, you know, basically back in like the 1900s, this, someone comes up with this thing to make this city float and they kind of like split off from the rest of the U.S., and there's a prophet who is trying to keep everyone in check, but apparently it's giant, also a giant racist. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And then it, but then you get, like, powers. And sometimes I forget they're there. Um, but you get, like, there's, like, a power that makes you ram into people. There's a power that makes you make people float in the sky. It's a power that you zap people with electricity. Uh, but the first power you get, and the one who was my absolute favorite, it's a power to where you can take control of um like mechanical things so if there's like a this gun machine that's going to try to shoot you you take control of it and it will become your ally and it'll shoot all the bad guys around it for a period of time and then it turns back to shoot you you can upgrade that at one point and then you can do that to people now here's the best part you just use it on a person and that person starts fighting everyone else around them all the all the other bad guys now if that person survives all that when the, when the power runs out to where they would normally start attacking you, instead, they put their shotgun under their chin and blow their own head off. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's amazing. <laughs> like, I love that John thinks something so dark is amazing. It's the coolest power I have ever had in a video game. Uh, if you do it to like these big guys, these like big rocket launchers, they just like aim the rocket launcher. I don't know if it's at their face or at the ground. It's hard to tell from a distance and just blow <laughs> themselves up. It's so awesome. Like it's crazy. So then you're, you're walking around, you, you find a girl and, and you start kind of learning more of the story. And I'm not going to, I mean, for the three people in the world who haven't played this game, I'm not going to spoil it or whatever, but you start 
learning about the world and it gets to the point where she can actually like open up portals and go into like a different version of the world. And you kind of start seeing how things go wrong every time you do that, how it fixes one thing, but it breaks something else. And so I don't know that's necessarily one of those like tug at your heartstrings type games, but it's got a pretty powerful story that goes along with it. And like the things you see and the way you interact with her and, and like what she wants compared to what your job is and uh, like the things you tell her. And I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm about to learn something big that I don't know what it is yet um that deals with the girl's finger being cut off um yeah it's weird like her pinky i think it is on one hand is like half the size with a thimble on the end of it very bizarre um <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's really strange uh but it's so cool like the game is just so cool now i've heard the first one has the best story but the powers aren't as good uh so at some point i need to go back and play the original i've heard i've uh, heard amazing I've, things about this one this one specifically. It's, so it's 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 really good. It is it's so worth playing. I don't know how many hours it is. I have no idea how much time I put into it, but it's so good. Like I am thoroughly enjoyed it. Um oh, oh. <laughs> it's really cool. And the technology and the steampunkness of it kind of with like the technology mixed with the old timey stuff. I uh, I love unique, themselves. unique weird worlds like that. So once again, this is that game that like got shelled and forgotten. Like I got it, and I was like, I'm so excited, and then I just didn't play. <laughs> it's it, it's oh man, like I don't know. And, and and there's part of me that wants to be like, screw it, and go pick up the collection now. Like the you know they they redid the collection or whatever. Yeah. Um. The other part yeah, but, of me just wants to ask Ben if he has the original. But you need an expansion pack first. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> two completely separate things. The only thing that ties them together is money. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it today, but as it turns out, I have to take my dog to the groomer and then pick up the kids from school. I so. have to completely fix this apartment. <laughs> yeah, but I got to work tonight for a 12-hour shift. Yeah, I don't have to work today. <laughs> but I might have to upload another video. No. About Zelda, because I got to talk about that DLC, I think. So, okay. I, <laughs> you seem to have balked at this DLC. I'm, oh, I think, I, okay, I think it's good. Right. Like, I am more than happy to drop 20 bucks now. By now, I mean when it comes out in a couple weeks for that <sighs> DLC to come out later. All right. I'm, I'm balking. Okay. Here's, here's why. You want to know why I'm mad? Tell me why you're mad, Dave. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, Zelda Breath of the Wild has $20 DLC that's available on day one for a pack in the summer and a pack for holiday season. One, I don't think the value in those packs is that big of a deal except maybe that story. That story sounds like, okay, fine. There's an extra story. That's great. Yeah, um, and that alone, that alone could be worth the $20. Okay. Like, and that's all I care. Like, I don't care about the other part. All right. Let me just – let me tell you why it annoys me. Okay. This game has been in development forever. There's no reason to not just include this within the regular game. It's not. It's done. It's probably almost already done anyway. But okay, you say that. They're but... only they're only waiting to release it because they're they're trying to they're trying to add to the lifespan of the game. Maybe. And, and I'm not saying you're wrong. 
But what I'm saying is, we don't know that. It could be one of those things where like, it hit them later, like, oh, we should add this to it. Okay, let's just make it DLC. Okay, and this is this is you want the real reason I'm annoyed. I'm buying I'm buying a Nintendo Switch. Yes. To play this game on day one, because it's the only game I'm yeah. playing on day one, probably. Oh, except one play Switch. I'll play Bomberman with you. Um, yeah, you are. We are gonna rock that. I'm buying a Nintendo Switch on day one. Yeah. I'm buying Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I spent eighty dollars on Amiibo. Okay, I, I still have to argue that that needs to be a separative thing. No, no, no. It's part of the game. I've cut past day one. You can wait till the summer to buy the season pass. Yes, but now I have to buy it. Go mow someone's lawn for twenty. Go mow someone's lawn this summer for twenty bucks. Basically, basically that twenty bucks towards it. Basically, they have just officially added twenty dollars to my day one purchase of the Switch, which means that Snipper Clippers or whatever Snipper Clips is like now like a debate because now I'm spending twenty dollars in the eShop already. Oh. So. There is no no debate in my mind for Snipper Clips. I've heard too many good things about this game. Ben is going to come over. Here's my goal. Here's my. If point. somebody comes, if somebody comes over to play Snipper Clips with me, it'll be worth it. But at at as at this time, it sounds like I'm going to be playing Zelda Breath of the Wild by myself that day, and then I'm going to play One Two Switch with Ashley probably. She's not going to play Snipper, you know Snipper you Clips. You can get yourself that money and just not get One Two Switch because. I don't want to hear later about how that's just going to be sitting there after you played it for 30 minutes. John. It's got 28 games. Yes. 28 games that are worth 50 cents a piece. (laughs) Probably the second worst game on there. What? Second only to holding that damn baby. (laughs) The whole thing, the baby is the worst. Yes, that's why this is the second one. <laughs> no, the Wizard um, Dueling looks great. Oh, no. It just looks so... No, tele- mean, Telephone. Literally... Telephone looks like the second to worst game. No, because at least with a Telephone game, <laughs> there's like some skill involved. With Wizard Dueling, you just poke at the other person. and Oh, it looks so bad. Let me tell you, this is, this is, my, this is my plan for when, the, the moment the Switch releases. Hopefully, I got to call Best Buy later. Hopefully, I will be going to Best Buy day one or at midnight. Sorry. I hope it's been. I hope it's midnight so I can charge everything. I really do. Well, that's my plan. I'm going to go pick it up. I'm going to bring it home. I'm going to unbox it literally just enough to put it on the charger hidden from my children. Right. The next morning is going to be charged up. I'll get the kids off to school. I may or may not exercise. I might be too excited. <laughs> I'm going to be too excited. <laughs> At that point, I will take it out and I will set it up. So I got to set it up for the TV, which that part's not it, but set it up my Wi-Fi, set it, hook it up to my Nintendo account and whatever. Yeah, I'm, I probably you're right. I probably won't even turn it on because I want to do this setup. Yeah, and then you also have to download something to be able to use the um, – the SD card, the mini SDX card or whatever, which I have one. I have a 64 gig, like ready to go that I've just had for the last few months for something else. Right. So I want to be able to get up and set, I don't want to have to get up, go to the store, come home, charge it. Cause when it's charging, I'm not gonna be able to do this stuff while it's charging. Not initially. I can't imagine because the, the freaking controllers need to be charged. You need to be able to hold the controllers to set up. Yeah. So, so that's my plan. I mean, and then at some point, you have to assume that that the controllers out of the box have some charge. I mean, maybe. I I'm almost a hundred percent sure. 
I don't know. Either way, I mean, I've heard it only took like three hour charge, but my my goal is to pick up midnight, come home, put it on to charge, go to bed, yeah. get up at six thirty to get my kids ready for school, and then go. But here's the thing: is and what, something we need to figure out for you to think about is we might need to record that Thursday night that week. We might need to be like ready to record at any moment. Well, but no, I'm saying if we record Thursday night, then we'll get done recording. And then go from there to go. To, so that way it helps me stay awake. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So if there's a midnight release. Yes. We will record essentially till midnight. Oh, Although. Well. We'd stop oh, in time for you to get up there. Yeah. Or, or, or I can join or you can host it and I'll join remotely and I'll go up to GameStop like I have on other shows. Yeah. So we'll talk. I we'll could, figure we, it out. we could do it live. I could pick it up live. That'd be hilarious. I think we okay. should, I think now, we should do that, that now. Gone, now that we've gone off the <laughs> off that rail into future planning that no one cares about listening to. <laughs> um, this is a fun show, John. I got to complain about my TV that needs two TV stands. I didn't get to play my game. I read the console wars. You got to play the game that I, I predicted. You listened. I'm so far behind on podcasts <laughs> now, John. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up right now too. <laughs> I'm I'm essentially I'm gonna, go not- sit in line. I'm gonna go sit in line in the carpool lane, which is one of the things that makes me more mad than most things ever is the carpool lane at school, and that's a whole different rant. Um I'm just gonna sit there and read the book. I'm nineteen hours behind on podcast now. <laughs> the fact that either one of us can say that when we both can at times. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's 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 get out of here i gotta eat something before i go do some stuff all right everybody that was sheldon forgotten episode 17 of course the show's part of the day space podcast network which can be supported over on a patreon at patreon.com slash day space where we're working on it patrons we're working on it i promise um of course thank you to justin masson for our amazing voiceover intro to gary gray for our amazing show artwork to Jonathan Casino for being my co-host. Jonathan Casino? <laughs> Only my parents call me Jonathan Casino. <laughs> uh, of course, you guys can follow the show at Shell Forget on Twitter. You guys can uh, send us your emails, your opinions, your games, and your backlog, your Wii U, future Wii U game backlog to Shelled and Forgotten at gmail.com or to either one of us on Twitter at Johnny casino johnny underscore casino now i can't remember it's got the underscore johnny underscore casino i hate you <laughs> with no h because he's a weirdo at day space it's d-a-c-e-s-p-a-c-e of course down this is your moment <laughs> <laughs> i'm like where is he going with this i'm like i'm not prepared <laughs> oh no now you're ruining it. I was giving you your... It's been ruined since day one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving it live until... I'm... You know what's, what's interesting, though? I like this one. Okay, I'm ready. Only, only because if you look at the statement... And we'll look at this. We'll break down the statement. <laughs> the original statement. But, but you have to remember that shelf care is an act of shelf love. Now, let's look at the statement that was there. Self-care is an act of self-love. 
<laughs> wink, wink. Self love. <laughs> you know what this woman's getting at. <laughs> I feel like I should end it now. I don't know if we're going further with this. <laughs> or, or ten minutes ago. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Shall the forgotten. Bye-bye. <laughs> Ciao.